What is happening, Fit Female Project? Hey, Maz. Hello, everyone. Hey. And this week's podcast and live video is all about debunking weight loss myths. Now, we get asked time and time again, like the same questions, probably like 10 questions over and over again. And it's quite frustrating because most of them were like, oh, another myth. They're they're myths. For a reason, so we want to debunk them in this podcast so that you understand why you don't have to listen to them and you understand how weight loss actually works. Yeah, so in case you don't already know or you're new to us and you've not heard us speaking about it before, firstly, you're not alone. (laughs) It's very confusing out there. So we just wanted to quickly run through what fat loss actually is in its simplest form and how it works. So... To go into a fat loss phase, you need to be using more calories during the day than you're consuming. This can be achieved in two ways. You can either cut your calories, so you can um, reduce your calories through your food, or you can do it by increasing your daily movement, such as adding steps or extra cardio. However, Most people don't have enough hours in the day to increase their time exercising. You'd literally be there for hours. I mean, I don't know anyone (laughs) that's got the time to spend like two or three hours on a treadmill every day. If you do have that time, tell me where you're getting it from. (laughs) Be jealous. Yeah. Um, So so the smartest and quickest way to lose body fat is to control it through your diet. And this is something that we teach you with Fit Female Project. So that's why the the fat loss focus is on your nutrition rather than your exercise. So just to give you an example, if someone's currently eating two and a half thousand calories a day, and we give them the calorie target of 2000 calories a day, they then go into a 500 calorie deficit. So even if someone did the same amount of exercise that they've been doing currently, it's likely that they will see a reduction in their weight because that intake has gone down. So that's basically how fat loss works. And so let's go on to some of those common myths that you'll hear time and time again. Hopefully now you'll listen to them and be like, oh, that's not true. <laughs> you can, you'll be able to spot them for yourselves. So, Maz, I'm going to start with one that I get asked all the time, and I can see why, and I remember being confused about this myself, and it's fat makes you fat. Yeah, all the time. So, low-fat everything. It's It was like, go and get yeah. your low-fat everything. Yeah. And at one point, I think I actually cut out fat in my diet because, you know, there's um on the on all of our food, they have like the traffic light system and it basically like um on all of it, it has it like, like color co- coded. And I understand that they've tried to make that simple, as simple as possible for people. But it is slightly confusing because I, at that point, I remember just putting down every single thing that had like a high fat percentage or high fat content um but it's really really important especially as a woman to have fats in your diet 
And when we're talking fats, we're talking about particular fats. So good fats like your avocados, fatty fish, and we need all of those fats, healthy fats for um, our hormones. I said fatty fits, oily fish. Um, and we need all of that for our, our hormones. And that's what's going to also um, make our hair nice, our skin, our nails, all of those things can, can really um, Im- improve that. But fats on their own will not make you fat. The thing that will make you fat is overeating on anything, whether that's fats, carbohydrates, or protein. You can get fat on any of the macronutrients. Um, The only thing I would say you have to be a little bit more aware of with fats is, this is getting to the nitty gritty a little bit, but it's really good for you to know. If you break down uh, the macronutrients, there's different calories in each macronutrients. For carbohydrates and protein, you have four calories per gram. And with fats, you have nine calories per gram. So your calories can add up a lot faster when when you're eating a high fat diet, which is actually why some people do the keto diet. And they're like, nothing works for me. I'm eating, you know, fats. And it's because you're actually eating more calories if you're gaining weight um, on keto. So That's basically why you uh, might gain body fat, but it's not because you are eating, it's not the fats in itself, it's just because you're eating more calories than you were before. Yeah, yeah, great point about the portion control. You know those old school build a plate um, infographics that you can see where you have like a handful of this and a fistful of that and there's always like a the tiniest part is for your fats and it's for that exact reason it's for they're so important to include in your diet but the um ratio needs to be significantly smaller than your carbohydrates and your protein um because otherwise yeah it might tip you over okay i've got just eat healthy just eat healthy guys Now, unfortunately, a lot of the foods that are termed health foods still contain calories. And some of them, in fact, are extremely calorie dense. And exactly, it's very very similar to the topic you were just saying, really, because if you're thinking about avocados and nuts and olive oils and salmon and foods that are like proven to be extremely good for us, but they they still need that portion control. Um, So one thing you can do when you're thinking about eating healthy is thinking about, okay, what foods can I get loads for? Loads of bang for my buck where you're having massive bowls of salads and stir fries and veggies um, rather than just eating loads of those high fat calorie dense foods um, that although are termed healthy um, still don't mean that you're going to lose fat if you just primarily eat those. Yeah and just to add like when our clients are in a fat loss phase we want we are promoting please do not think that we're not promoting healthy foods we want you Mm. to be eating those healthy foods but as long as you know how many calories are in it. If you're just sticking to the healthy foods, then you might see some um, results at the beginning, but then you probably might plateau because you're you're still not understanding that your calories have, have like um, 
maintenance calories. So that's yeah important. It's the um, and it's the nut butters and the nuts, isn't it? That I think are so Moorish and so easy to pick, and you think it's a healthy snack. So you just go and get a handful out of the drawer when you're hungry. Handful out of the drawer. Yeah. I mean, I I could easily do that because they're just sitting there and you think right well that's better than grabbing a packet of crisps which we get it actually in terms of food sources it is but in terms of calories that handful of nuts it may be like double the amount of your packet of crisps and that's again not me saying going grabbing a packet of crisps it's understanding how what to eat before that so that you don't feel the need to snack um in the first place but just understanding those differences in your calories um can be really helpful yeah, and those, these sort of debunking these myths can literally transform people's lives. The people that are saying, I have tried everything and nothing works, that is because maybe they're swapping a chocolate bar for some nuts or a chocolate bar for some peanut butter and a banana. But little do they know that they're actually having more calories than they were before, which, yes, it's healthier and we're so glad that you're making that choice. But if the goal is fat loss, then that is why you're not seeing results. Okay, time for a quick ad break. We want to take a second to talk to you about our next project. We are now accepting new clients for our next project, which starts on the 1st of January. If you've been listening to us and thinking about joining Fit Female Project, then there's never been a better time to start than the first day of 2024. We want this to be the last diet that you ever, ever do. So take action now and head to our website to secure your spot. We're warning you, spaces are filling up fast. Right, let's get back to the podcast. Should we move on? What have you got next, Chas? I've got, this is one that I believed again for a long time, especially working in theatre. If only I knew this like 10 years ago. Eating late is bad. (laughs) The guilt, the guilt that I had if I like had something after the show. Would you eat after the show? Yeah, of course. As if I could sleep on an empty stomach, like no way. But I would feel so guilty. I was like, oh, you shouldn't really be having this now. But it's your dinner because you're, you know, you finish work at 10 p.m. You're doing a show at 6.30 or like you're getting into costume at 6.30. That's when people get home and start making their dinner. So it's like trying understanding that. God, it would have changed. Your body doesn't know what time it is. The reason I think that this myth has evolved is because later on um, in the day we tend to make bad choices so after your dinner that is when the after dinner snacks come out that is when we start picking on extra bits so I can see why that that is has like has evolved Uh, but just so you all know eating late does not make you fat Eating more calories overall is what makes you fat. And that can be at any time of the day. Yeah. And I also think that um, people believe that because you're not active and exercising because you go to bed, it's like your body stops burning. But actually, what you've got to remember is that your body is working all through the night to keep you alive, to pump your blood around your body, to um, make your organs function. So 
your body is always in a state of it's always working. So it's always using energy. Um, it's obviously not the same kind of energy that if you're going for a 10k run, but it's not like suddenly you eat your dinner and then everything that you eat from your dinner, you put on because you don't move after it. It doesn't work like that. Um, so yeah, it's that total energy consumption balance throughout the day. If you've gone over it, you're likely to put on body fat. But if you're still in a deficit, even though you've ate your dinner at 10 p.m., then you're still going to lose weight. Okay, so this one is eat little and often. And I think the... Um, My mum says that to me. <laughs> yeah, you just got to eat small meals and often. My mum... I think the myth just, behind just, this... Just eat you, and often. It, yeah, do you remember when it, people used to think that it um, boosted your metabolism? I'm sure that's what it was. Like, if you yeah. keep eating, then your body's going to keep burning it throughout the day. I'm sure that's what, <laughs> what the idea was behind people in the magazines mm. were saying. But... From our experience with our clients, what happens is they say, basically, I eat like a bird. I kind of just graze throughout the day. But what you don't realize is that all of those grazings add up. And before you know it, you've gone over your calorie needs for the day. And you're not even full because you haven't had a proper meal because you've eaten like you've picked at things all day so that you're never satisfied. Your protein probably isn't going to be super high because apart from processed foods, there's not really many protein things you can pick at. You can't pick at a chicken breast. So you, a lot of the time it's that kind of you're grazing on rice cakes or whatever it is during the day, low calorie foods, but they all just add up. So we highly recommend you not to pick or eat small meals. We like to think of you having three solid meals and then a snack in there as well. That works really well for our clients. So I would highly advise against that, that little and often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also like the you you it's so right like the quality of your food is just gonna be rubbish if you're just pick pick picking I can't think of anything that I could like I'm sure when we're picking we're not just like oh I have an apple oh I have an orange oh I have it's like that picking of like mostly probably carbs like as in bad carbs as in you know crisps and crackers and things that just don't even touch the sides yeah, I know. That's the thing, isn't it? You want to be full. You want to have that feeling of like, oh, I've got a full belly. I've got energy. I can crack on with the rest of my day rather than being like, oh, I'm constantly yeah. in a state of hunger. <laughs> and it's that thing again, that same thing of who has time to eat little and often and make yeah. all those meals in a day? I could just about make three. <laughs> I know. When I used to work in a gym with like bodybuilders, They'd have about six meals throughout the day and they'd come in and shovel it down between the, you know, literally between clients They'd run in, get a packet of rice, shovel it down. And then they'd go back out there. And I'm like, God, you must just have a constant state of indigestion as well. Oh my God. Could you imagine telling our, like, our, our clients, our female clients, like, that they have to eat that much every day and prep it? I'd be like, they'd be like, yeah. sorry, kids. Sorry, kids. You're looking after yourselves for the next half an hour. Mum has to eat again. I, I'm on to meal six, kids. Sorry about that. <laughs> Not going to happen. I don't know. 
it would be expensive as well, wouldn't it? Constantly yeah, doing absolutely. Yeah, because you you'd get through so much food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm on to the next one, and this is one that's actually making me a bit a bit angry it was popping up on my socials even just before this podcast and I think there's a lot of fear mongering around it it's um cut out sugar oh yes I've seen that quite a lot recently actually it's made a comeback it's really made a comeback. These morons walking around supermarkets, picking up every single thing that they can find, going, don't eat this, don't eat this, don't eat this. And you're like, oh my God, what can I eat? What can I actually yeah. eat? I don't know. <laughs> um, so we need to really think about this. There's uh, sugar in some amazing foods that you really should be eating, like fruits. <laughs> Fruit is a fantastic food that you should be eating where you're going to get nutrients. And it's also um, an amazing food to eat if you are trying to lose body fat or lose weight. There are, however, uh, sugars that we should be eating less of uh, for health reasons. And I suppose because they probably are adding up calorie-wise um, as well like if you're having say for example refined sugars which is going to be like if you're having a whole pack of Haribo's or something like I think a whole you know like grab bag of Haribo's is like about was it about 400 calories yeah something like that or even like sugar in your tea and if you're having Mm. like four cups of tea a day and you've got one or two sugars it's like easy sugars that you can you can take away from your diet so I, I definitely yeah I definitely see the refined sugars argument but uh, I'm with you yeah. I'm with you on like the the natural sugars that you find in your foods and your carbohydrates that are amazing for you yeah and just like all the other things we've mentioned just cutting that out might not work for you if you are trying to lose weight because maybe you're not in a negative energy balance because you're having replacing it for something else so again that's when people are like oh nothing works for me I've tried cutting out sugar but it's simply because you haven't you know got yourself into a negative energy balance but then it might work for you and be like cutting out sugar works for me and that is because you've stopped eating your grab bag of harry bows or you stopped having sugar in your tea so you're having less um so we need to understand that it's not sugar in itself that's making people fat or gain weight however it's something uh, if you're talking about refined sugars, it's something that's not going to be the healthiest for us unless you're getting it from whole nutritious foods. Yeah, yeah. And I really wish the people that are doing this wouldn't bang on about the fact that they've cut out sugar because they don't actually understand what they've cut out. Like they don't understand what sugars are. Um, they're just thinking of them as those highly processed majority of our foods, all of our carbohydrates. Um, so yeah, I just think if anyone's telling you to cut out your sugar, then please don't listen because they don't really know what they're talking about. I also think like, what effect is that going to have on your social life and your family life? So what are you going to do when you go for dinner? Be like, excuse me, is there any sugar in this? Like, what are you going to (laughs) do? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, we're really into it. Like any of those really strict, you have to cut out any food groups. We don't believe in any of that because realistically that's not going to work. It's not going to work with your family life, your social life, um, your future. You're never going to cut them out for the rest of your life. I mean, you might do, but, um, I don't know anyone that could do mm. that. So yeah, I think, um, no. that is oh one God. that My, we need to ditch, yeah. ditch that myth. Imagine not even having being able to have a slice of cake on your birthday. I know. Sad life. Oh, we would never do that to anyone. You're allowed so cake sad. on your birthday. Okay, no. next one. Okay, what um, have you got to finish off? I've got skipping meals helps you lose weight. So, I get it. It might sound logical because you just think, right, I'm going to cut out my breakfast or lunch and that cuts out a load of calories, which theoretically it does. But what we see happen, Charles touched on it a little bit earlier, is that what we see happen is that people just get so hungry throughout the day when they do that, that we all know that we all overeat the most in the evenings. That is when we, most of us, sit down and have our biggest meal of the day. That's when we'll then get on the sofa, have a sofa snack. That is when, like, the majority of our calories, our biggest meals consumed. So if you get to that stage and you're actually starving, think about all the stuff you're going to eat in the lead up to your dinner because you're allowed to eat now because it's dinner time, so you're allowed food. So you eat all of this stuff, like, in the lead up to it when you're making it bit here a bit there and then you have your dinner and then you think right okay well I'm still hungry but I didn't eat breakfast so I've hardly eaten anything today so I probably could do something else and actually that is when you again tip yourself off like you tip yourself over those scales and um you tip yourself into that um surplus just because you think oh well I've hardly eaten anything today whereas actually if you'd had some protein and your breakfast. Now, I'm not saying it needs to be really heavy because I know that a lot of people don't like breakfast or aren't breakfast eaters, but at least sort of mid-morning, getting in at least even a protein shake, getting something in you that's going to help sustain your hunger throughout the day. Um, And then in the evening, hopefully you'll be less likely to overeat and that'll save you a lot of harm in the long run. I also think we have to remember that our food is our like petrol in the tank so when I don't know what you're like but when I haven't eaten I am not a nice person I am not um doing my best work I'm probably horrible to be around like you you're flagging you feel it like you're not going to want to train so skipping that you don't need to you don't need to do that yeah I agree I I agree I think that it's for your cognitive function as well it's nice to feel that you're fueled now I'm like now we've been digging a little bit deeper I kind of understand why people come up with these um myths and their their methods and stuff because these people that are saying it obviously that's their business and they're trying to make money and they're trying to find some kind of like roundabout way of of helping somebody like have less calories than they are in itself and then people end up thinking that that's what it is and that's the only way that they can do it oh my god sorry just like flashing a fly um but 
in theory, that you don't need to do any of these things. And you have to think, what is going to give me long-term results? And what is going to make me happy? And what can I sustain? Yeah. Because if you try any of these things, although you, the thought of cutting out things, I, I think that that is the most common one we hear because it seems easy. It seems like, no, I know that I need to completely cut it out. And it takes work to learn that you don't need to cut things out. And it takes work to build your own um, sense of discipline around certain foods. So I get it. I get people wanting to cut out bread and cut out sweets and cut out chocolate because it's that all or nothing mentality that most people have grown up with and can kind of rationalize like, well, if it's not there, then I can't have it. But actually, what will be better, and it will be harder in the short term, but it will be better for you in the long term, is that you actually learn how to control it, know that you can eat whatever you want. You have unconditional permission to eat whatever you want, but it's easier when you learn that you don't have to cut everything out. You can just have it um, in moderation and learn your own personal calorie um, requirements for your body. I think that is the that's the thing isn't it oh my god it is gonna save you so much time and so much energy in the long run if you just do it properly this time yeah agreed so I hope that that has Mm. debunked some of those myths for you and that you feel like some of those hit home and you know I mean if you've been with us you know all of this anyway and you know that you don't have to cut anything out and you know all of these things um but if you haven't um heard it before you haven't worked with us before then this is the kind of thing that we teach all of our clients and we get amazing success and amazing results so um if you are interested in Fit Female Project, we start our next uh, intake on the 1st of January to start 2024 off with a bang. That's a Monday. So um, just kind of go to, you can go to our website and um, check it out there, or you can go onto Instagram, which is at female, Fit Female Project as well, and see what we're all about. Yes, I hope you are enlightened. And also the next time somebody says something like that, like just eat little and often, you tell them, you tell them. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Nice to chat, Charles. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches. If you want to join our next six-week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.